Welcome to Business Reporter's podcast series on the future of customer relationship management in partnership with IntraHive. I'm Georgie Frost. Coming up, we'll be exploring the role of AI in reading and interpreting the data produced by CRMs and spotting the pattern. How can AI be used to increase sales and business development efficiency? What is AI coaching? And what are the biggest barriers to adoption? Well, joining me today to discuss these is Jody Glidden, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of IntraHive. Jody, welcome. Welcome back. When we talk of spotting patterns in the data, what do we mean? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, really, when you're looking at data, there's a, there's a lot to it. So there's, first of all, a lot of different places to look. So there's things like email, there's meetings, there's phone calls, uh, there's instant messaging platforms like Slack now. And then within each of those, there's a lot of different interesting places to look. There's like, when I email you, do you respond? How often do you respond? How quickly do you respond? Um, the time of day of meetings matters. Is it, you know, lunch meetings? Is it, you know, during the mornings? You know, all these kinds of things are signals as to relationship strengths within people. That's the kind of thing that we're discovering all the time as we're, we're finding really new, interesting places to look to find things that are going to help people do their job better. Just by listening to what you're saying, there's there seems to be loads of areas where we can find the data, loads of levels. But how do you then fit those all together, draw those all together, and then spot the wider patterns in that? Well, it, it's definitely taking years. You know, what we're finding is that, you know, now we're finding new instant messaging platforms becoming really popular. I think Slack is a good example of this, right? Slack used to be just something that people used for internal communication. And now we're starting to have Slack, just I think I saw two or three weeks ago, all of a sudden people are using that with customers in a big way. It was announced that they're going to open that up for corporate. It's also now owned by Salesforce, one of the biggest B2B software providers in the world. So you're going to see huge adoption of that as a means of communicating with customers. So I think you just have to continually be watching these things and like, how are people communicating? And then within that, what are the things that you could be looking at that might be something interesting. The software can help, right? Because every individual doesn't have to be out there thinking about these things. You know, there's companies like us and others that are, you know, trying to find these patterns every day. Every time we can find something new that's interesting that we can go bring to our customers, we know it's going to be attracting more and more people to our company. So, you know, we have a lot of people out there hunting for this kind of stuff and trying to make sure that all the salespeople that are customers of ours are as successful as they possibly can be. I think though it's it's a matter of just keeping your eyes open and being open to whatever comes next. The rewards sound great, obvious, I guess, to getting this right, but what are the biggest problems faced by companies? Where do they go wrong largely? Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we found that an awful lot of people, let's say back in 2013 or so, when we first started trying to do this, almost nobody would do it. They would say, oh my God, privacy and how will we keep the data secure and you know, all, all sorts of issues. Well, what about you know, intermingling of, of other companies' data? And we had to work through those things in the early years, you know, making sure that everything was allowing people to stay safe and uh, have control over things and that there would be no, no breaches and that you, you, know, you had to do everything very by the book and be very inventive in some cases to try to find ways around these problems that at the time seemed kind of insurmountable. You know, at the same time, culture is changing. So you're seeing more and more people 
having life as an open book on social. <laughs> so they look at something like what we're doing with a lot of privacy controls and everything. And we actually start to look like the, the safe haven to go where you can actually go in and interact in a way and, and actually keep your data safe. So I think it's over time, you know, as we continue to look at the needs of our customers and of people in general and trying to balance giving them as much value as we can but keeping their privacy and security as tight as, as possible. I'm wondering, do people or companies in the majority see the value in this data? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what we're finding is like pe- people will get, we have this thing called a pre-meeting digest. We also deliver the same intelligence to people in when you're going to send an email, you'll see this email intelligence panel on the side of your Outlook or your Gmail We also have like, when you go to schedule a meeting, it'll tell you everything about the attendees of your meeting. Have they been written up in the news lately? What are these people saying on social? You know, there's so much insight. As soon as people get a glimpse of that, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I can find out now, you know, where these people maybe went to school, the, the things that I have in common with people, I can be a little bit more personal. And I think in this new world where people are saying, we want you to reach out to 50 customers a day and like put everything's by the numbers now. So you, you're definitely at risk if you don't bring insights to people of people dehumanizing sales and dehumanizing, like essentially what sales was meant to be is a way to introduce people to new things that they didn't know before. It was never meant to just push people in a high volume way to something. It was meant to actually help people. So I think we, we have that capability now, right? We can bring people great insights and it's essentially a way to allow people to relate to one another better. So this is a case then is, if you're not on board, you're not going forward almost. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to quickly see the difference between people who are having these insights mm-hmm. and are kind of able to interact with people in a real human way versus people who don't. And it's, it's going to probably feel in the future like you're either being, you know, uh, having a conversation with or you're being talked to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of as simple as that. You, you want to be smart when you're speaking to people so that you don't, uh, I don't know if you've ever had that, that feeling when you sometimes call a call center and it, it can feel pretty inhuman sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then there's a difference every now and then when somebody really connects with you. I've definitely had that experience where you're like, whoa, you know, you know, calling my phone company and for the one out of 50 time, I actually find out that this person is from the same hometown as me or whatever it might be. Um, and it, it definitely stays with you. You remember these kinds of things. And this is, this is one of the things we want to bring to people is having people sell better, connect better with one another, and just have better experiences. You're talking there about human experiences, and you're absolutely right. You know, it can make the difference between, you know, thanking someone for overcharging you or getting rather grumpy about it. But it does make a difference when you're on the phone to a customer <laughs> yeah. service rep. Um, but then we're going to talk about AI. And essentially, we say robots, but you know, they're not, it's not humans. And the role that AI can play. We spoke about it in the last episode. And I'm wondering, before we even go down that, just when we talk about AI, what do we mean? Are we talking machine-based learning? I mean, it, it conjures up for a lot of people sci-fi images when we talk about AI. But I mean, in the CRM context, what are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. So it, it definitely seems ironic when you think of AI allowing people to be more human. But what AI does really is it does pattern recognition on massive volumes of data that we couldn't, you know, finding insights and finding patterns 
in data that we just wouldn't have time to do ourselves when we're rushing, doing our day to day and everything that we need to do. So I think um, what, what it allows you to do is, you know, bring things to people instead of allowing, instead of requiring that people go hunting for it. That's, that's kind of what it is in a, in a nutshell how <laughs> and we don't need to go into the really nitty gritty thing like, you know in layman's <clears throat> terms you know how can I, ai be used to find those patterns and, and and what are the the benefits that that could bring yeah well i'll give you a good example i, I spoke to somebody at a, a networking event uh, last week it was a guy who was working in a chain of medical clinics and he was saying that he has so many you know hundreds of people that he has built relationships with and he often just forgets you know, that there's you know, maybe some person who was really important to him, but in the course of all of the busy day-to-day that he was doing, he just kind of forgets that certain people even existed. And then first thing he's lost relationships. So he's spending all his time at these networking events, meeting new people, and then often just kind of forgetting about some small portion of the ones that he already had. And one of the things that AI can do is it can kind of keep an eye on everything for you. And you, you tell AI what to do, you know, that's or we tell it what to do for you. <laughs> but in the end, that's what it's doing. It's, it's looking at everything. And if that's the problem you're trying to have it solve, you're saying, okay, these are the kinds of people I want to make sure I don't lose relationship with. It, it also knows what that, you know, what that means. And then it can just kind of give you the actions to take human assisted AI, right? There's kind of two kinds of AI out there. There's the AI that just does stuff. And then there's the AI that gives you hints to do stuff better. That's the, the part really that we're talking about in, in this case is giving people the tips by looking at all the patterns in the data to help them become you know, a better human, really. Do you ever get think we'll get to a stage where it's not about AI making us better humans, as it were, but where they overtake? And I don't mean in terms of the whole world and work. I mean, specifically in this area. We have this whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I do wonder that sometimes, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be within our lifetime, but you could see more and more of the the job being done by AI, maybe uh, several decades from now, and hopefully allowing humans to focus a little bit more on the stuff that they really want to be doing. You're seeing a lot of this stuff around universal basic income and, and things like that. And, and also, you know, developing, inventing stuff, you know, products. Uh, creation and doing more of the creative because I don't think you're going to see AI ever being truly creative because <laughs> they're really just following patterns and that's not really what creative is all about. It's kind of the opposite of that. And I think it, you know one of the things that people seem to really love is is just being creative. You know, and I think that's that's a, a really great thing. I've seen the sci-fi movies, Jody. Never say never in that era. <laughs> I have to ask you though, um, AI coaching. I'm thinking of a robot fitness class, but that's probably not what. What is AI coaching? Well, you might be onto something there, robot fitness. <laughs> um, so it's kind of giving people tips and insights based on looking at the top performers in your company in a certain job role mm-hmm. and, and looking at all the rest of the people and, and trying to figure out, man, what is it really that makes that person or those people so special in how they interact with people? You know, maybe it's that they bring certain people to the meeting with them at a certain stage, or maybe it's the way that they interact with people. I was just dealing with something the other day. Somebody was saying, man, I've been trying to get a reservation at this place. And they were been texting. It's been four days now in a row. And they first started answering my texts. And then they stopped answering my texts. 
So I just picked up the phone and called them. They said, hello. <laughs> I was like, you know, this thing makes phone calls too, right? <laughs> so, so I think, you know, oftentimes it's how people even just decide to communicate. Maybe they're doing a little bit more face-to-face, -face, but that's the kind of coaching that the, the AI can do. It can kind of pick out the patterns of success and give it to everybody. So I assume it's not going to tell us just to pick up the phone and call, but it, I, I get kind of the principle of the picture is like something obvious there. Are there any more sort of specific examples that you've seen where you've seen AI coaching in action to success? Yeah, I think a lot of it too is where to focus because everybody is assigned more work than they can possibly do typically. And so I think focus prioritization is something that a lot of times we're not that great at as people, but machines are pretty good at letting you know where where if you focus in these areas, you'll have more success than if you focus on these other ones. So like, you know, which accounts really should you spend your time on today? And which actions should you take, you know, when you're focusing on, we call it next best action, NBA. You know, what's the next best action you could be taking today to help move everything forward for yourself? I was joking about the watching uh, sci-fi movies, but then sort of not actually, because I want to ask you what you think some of the biggest barriers are when it comes to the perception of AI. Um, I think the biggest problem that we have people worry about is, is privacy. You know, people are really concerned that there's going to be some thing in their email or whatever, <laughs> but it, it's really not about that. You know, the, this is about bringing insights to you. It's not about bringing insights to other people. It, kind of think of it like Fitbit for sales. Like, hey, you know, here's here's the thing that you should do today. This is something that can help you today. And if if you have the right insights, if you have the right coaching and tips, you're just going to do a lot better. And that's what everybody really wants is to help become more effective, get those promotions, get those commissions and so on. It's just basically going to buzz on your arm when you haven't made enough sales or something. Get you to stand up <laughs> yeah. and run around and speak. Yeah, we're going to put the electric shock in there next. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, where's the potential? I mean, it's how long is a piece of string? Who knows what's going to happen because this technology is is still really young. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're seeing some really cool stuff around, like analyzing the, the tone in people's voice and helping look at personality of the people you're speaking with and you know is this person that likes to speak be spoken to direct or indirect and, and different things like that there's just so many things that psychologists have always known and we brought these psychologists into auditoriums of business people and you know pumped them up with great tips on how to interact with people and all this and that you really in the future i think we're going to see the machines kind of giving us tips and so we don't all have to become psychologists <laughs> we can just you know, use the tips that we're given in real time. I think that's going to be pretty cool. They're going to take the psychologist jobs as well, the robots? Jody, there's going to be no <laughs> jobs left. Jody Bloom, <laughs> Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder from IntraHive. Thank you so much. In the next episode, we'll be looking at relationship capital and why it's vital to business success. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do click subscribe wherever you found us. And if you want to find out more about IntraHive, Jody. Great. Thanks, Rudy. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jody Glidden. So that's at J-O-D-Y-G-L-I-D-D-E-N. Or you can uh, check us out at intrahive.com. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye.